Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Our BFC Live guest today is Canadian musician Rain Maida. Maida is part of Loop Pool, a Canadian cannabis company using a portion of proceeds to fund a nonprofit that supports emerging Canadian artists. Rain Maida, thanks for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, th- this is good fun. We were talking uh, before we came on, um, and uh, well, I like talking to you. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about <laughs> weed. We were talking about a whole bunch of other things beforehand, but now we're actually talking about weed, uh, which uh, has a good interaction. Obviously, you're you're with uh, the team at Loop Pool, and I want to hear sort of how you got involved, why you got involved, and what it's going to mean. Um, uh, so start there. How did you get involved in Loop Pool? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I, I will say it's a, it's, it's a bit of a, an end around in terms of, I was never, I have asthma, like I have the worst allergies right now, you could probably hear it in my voice and I have asthma. So smoking cigarettes or smoking a joint have always been like a very trying thing for me that I try to avoid, especially as a singer. So when the idea of edibles and, and the medicinal side of it came in, it just fascinated me. And, I, and I'm a big science person. I love the science of the brain. Obviously, the way it's being constructed and, and what we're seeing now in the marketplace uh, with cannabis is, is really fascinating. And, I, and you know, I've, I've done some stories on some people uh, in, in another side project, but one of them was, was like, you know, um, just, what, just what hemp oil and, and, and this stuff can do for cancers and stuff. And I saw some friend of mine in Palm Desert with his dad who was suffering from it uh from a cancer it was it was really incredible like and and, and I need I, I don't buy in I'm a bit of a skeptic so I need tangible things but he was literally rubbing it on his skin he had he had some lesions and stuff and I visited him once then you know a little bit later and his uh his son showed me a picture I was like that is truly incredible so the Rick Simpson you know the Rick yeah. Simpson oil that that yeah. whole thing I was like okay there's something so powerful here and we have it's kind of untapped um and then obviously with legalization and now we have this and, and living in la it's it, we're a little bit kind of ahead of the game i guess but i tell you on the road i have a crazy schedules as, as a musician and i have kids so i'm running back and if i have two days off i'll fly from like atlanta back to la and try to get there or from toronto and so my sleep schedule is messed and if you know as a singer the best thing for you, you can talk about herbal tea or throat coat or all that stuff it's sleep like little legit that's what it is you need you need like 10 hours sleep your voice heals you're good and so uh i got like you know the edible thing and finding the right little concoction for me to sleep for those 10 hours and when i found that it changed my life so uh, my mom i think we were talking about before my mom starts asking about cbd oil for her tennis elbow and and, and so it's just like it's it's expanded now uh, way beyond what the culture of music and cannabis had, you know, very much intrinsically attached to, uh, and it's it's really exciting. So Ian, great founder, uh, incredible, uh, just human and personality. And and when I met him, and this is where he was going, and he wanted to bring this artist component to it that gives back. I was just like, you know what, man, this is like the perfect timing. I'm 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 in a hundred percent. Yeah, it's interesting talking about uh, almost the word for word what you said about the schedule of a musician like you. Uh, we talk to athletes and, and almost the exact same thing, right? Traveling from city to city, 
crazy schedule, the best thing they can do for their performance, you're talking about sort of your singing voice, the best thing they can do for their performance is sleep well, right? And the, yeah. and, and the cycle of if they're not, if they're taking something that is too strong or too sort of drug-like, it's like they can't get out of it. And then they're in the cycle of doing those things over and over again. Whereas cannabis, they find uh, it helps them sleep, uh, mellows them out. They're okay when they wake up and they can do it again the next city they get to. And that, what you just said, the parallels of those two things is really striking. Well, yeah. And even, even just the legitimacy of that conversation of, should I take a narcotic that I could get addicted to and does terrible things to my body or something that's natural? It's just like, oh my God, why, how do we get here? You know, how do we, how do we get all addicted to these drugs? And obviously it's big pharma. And so you see where that conflict exists. But I feel like, like you kind of said that tipping point when you're, when your mom starts asking about things, it's like, okay, we're getting into a great space here where this is like part of the conversation. My kids are never going to know a world where cannabis is illegal. That's pretty cool. So it's, it's just a, it's an exciting time. They won't even think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. They're like, stuff that's all, they're, they're, and, and, and even, you know, you look at the demographics of even sort of alcohol consumption and it's less, you know, almost the younger you are, the less cool you think it is. And, and it's, there are these cycles of things. And I think cannabis certainly has found its moment, certainly in California, certainly in Canada, I think sort of increasingly around the country, which brings it to sort of the idea where we are today, certainly on the Canadian front is that we have legalized, we're years into it, but you know, COVID has added to this where we're just getting now to a marketplace where people are making informed decisions about the products they buy and why they buy them, right? That's not how they would say it, but like they're looking for brands that they can identify with, that they can purchase, that they feel good about, which is what I think Loop Pool is going for. Whereas obviously there are, there are musicians that they know and love behind it. And the fact that they buy it also has this sort of pay it forward mentality. Is that sort of what attracted you to the idea? Yeah, well, I, I was very much, we were involved in a, in a very early streaming company that, that I, that I co-founded called Record Mom. And it was really about, same thing, you know, I, I attended a bunch of conferences back, and this is like five years ago, these kind of, they're called conscious capitalism conferences. And so you'd have brands like Honest and Patagonia and Whole Foods and, and all those CEOs would come and speak. And it was just about that whole, you know, connecting yourself to the community and giving back. And I, you know, it's not like I bought in. I was just like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Like, capitalism is probably the system we need to stick with. We got to find ways to make it work for, the, for, for more people than it does. And so um, the idea of Loop Pool, which is, a, you know, a, a cannabis company that, that has a fund set aside for artists and developing artists, it just makes sense. Cause there's, like we said before, there's such a, uh, a connection there already. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything like it. And, and, you know, unfortunately with COVID, like that community of developing artists and artists are, are kind of in need of something like this uh, more than ever. I can't imagine, you know, with, look, anytime we, we go into uh, some sort of downturn economically, the recession or, or what, what we might see from, from COVID, first things that get hurt are the arts, you know? So this, this will hopefully fill some gaps. Yeah, I, I think so. And I also envision, of course, you know, it's being launched or has launched in in this weird time of COVID, but you can imagine a time and hopefully not the distant future where people are anxious to get out and spend time together. And, and while it's been a, t a tough time for a lot of people, uh, obviously artists included and maybe more so, the idea that there will be a time where people are looking to connect through art, through being together, through music, that time is certainly hopefully not too distant on the horizon. And a lot of those times marry up really well with cannabis consumption. 
for sure, for sure. And and you know, I think uh, Ian's a smart guy, and he's poised to have the product kind of in stores and in a bunch of provinces by then. And I, I agree. I think it's going to be a great summer and fall. And I think Loopool is like, you know, we're going to hopefully get to that point where we're giving back, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. And I think I really I, like one, one other thing I, I was going to say, one other thing is like, and it's for artists by artists, like the board that is going to decide how we, how we allocate these funds. It's all artists. So we get it. And from all genres and from all different backgrounds in terms of like how we made it or where we came up from, and I just think, you know, not, not knocking on fact or anything, but this is like, this is grassroots, baby. Like this, we, we know where it could go. We know what people need to, to sustain and what they need here or, or there or a video or whatever it is, the way we fund this. It's like, we, we get it. Yeah. I mean, I like you and I like OLP, but when I saw Jim Cuddy <laughs> and I'm, I'm American, so the Jim Cuddy uh, is, is a relative recent uh, uh, in my mind, but my wife is a big fan and, and uh, we've, we've seen him uh, and it's, it's just warms the heart, but it is, it is, I really think it's, it's right on where uh, retailers want to be with what they're offering to their consumers, where consumers want to be and where the world is going to be um, now and certainly over the next year where they're looking for brands that they can connect with. So I think it's right on the money. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, the, the big thing about it when I think about being connected with this and in, any interview I do or talk about, it, it's like, there's the thoughtfulness. And I think that's what we all need right now. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Think about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, well, Rain, I really appreciate you spending the time. It's been nice getting to know you in this context. And let's uh, hope that there's a time in the not too distant future where we can sit down together and do this across the table. I would love to do that, man. That would, what a, it's almost seen, it, you almost forget how to do that. I, I've gotten so used to Zoom. Um, I, I don't want to get too comfortable because it's not right. I, I find it weird when, you're, when I'm out of the basement for any more than uh, sort of 25 minutes at a time during the day. So. I know, I know. I hear you, Jack. Man, it was great talking to you. Nice talking to you. Be well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmark, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Mains.